Hey everyone, Maddie here from the Driven by Details podcast. Hope everybody had a great Christmas holiday. In this episode, I am joined by Nico from M&B Auto Body. You'll be seeing a lot more and hearing a lot more about them as 2024 gets underway because M&V is the shop that is going to be doing the restoration work on my Honda Civic. We talk a little bit about um, what we've been talking about some of these last episodes with the rotary and the DA, and I'm excited to have Nico on the podcast because Nico has a different viewpoint on kind of the body shop world and the detailing world, and it's just really nice to talk to more people to kind of bring and bridge this gap between body shop and detailing work. So hope you guys really like this episode. I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get into it. Here we go. Nico, welcome to the Driven by Details podcast. I'm really excited, uh, more than normal. I, I always say when the podcast starts that I'm really excited, but today I'm definitely extra excited to have yeah. you on the podcast because we've been talking about this for more than a year, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, like probably like two years. Yeah. Two years. I remember yeah. being in, I remember being in, the, in the garage and we did like a little thing in front of a hood. I think it was in front of a hood and yeah. we had the, the camera and everything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want, so I want, I want you to kind of just introduce yourself for everybody today and just uh, your, your first name, your last name, your family business, uh, M&V Auto Body, which we're going to talk a lot about today on this podcast. And um, so go ahead. Tell us, tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Nico Delmedico. I'm 25 years old. Uh, I'm married. I got a wife uh, of two years. Wow. Um, I love it. I work, I work in uh, M&V Auto Body and Sales in Schiller Park, Illinois. Um, it was a business that my dad started when he was 22 years old. Exactly. In the 80s. Yeah, yeah. in 1983. 40 years. Yeah. Uh, here. Yeah. Um, so he was 22. I'm 25. It's, you know, it's crazy. He's... He's 60, 62. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, I'm, I'm three years older than he was when he started yeah. the business. When he started the business, that was a different time, right? Much different. It was, it was a much different time. And so I think the coolest part about this, um, for me, Nico personally, is that, um, I mentioned this, I brought this up the other day when, when, uh, we dropped off the civic. So for everybody listening to this podcast, uh, Nico and his, the family business, they are the ones that are going to be doing the restoration, uh, on my civic. So, um, on that Friday, when we were dropping off the car, we were talking about, I think the, the older woman that worked in the office, Joanne, Joanne is her yeah. name, right? Yeah. That, uh, the smoker that when, you know, so, <laughs> so I, cause I remember, I mean, and this is cool for me. Like I'm, I'm almost getting emotional here, like live on the podcast. Cause it's like, it's a cool thing because the very first time, uh, when I was working for pro finish and, and, um, your dad was buying products from the company that I worked for early on. And I kind of took over and absorbed that route. And so I remember Kevin giving me instructions and your dad had, had ordered specifically, uh, we call them diapers back then, which mm. were like old, uh, sewn. Basically they were t-shirts that were cut and so and stitched together at the ends before we had microfiber towels and mm. we called them detail cloths. Right. And your dad would order every couple months a case of these detail cloths. And so I had to drop off, uh, I think, a five-gallon pail of glass cleaner and a box of detail cloths. And it was the first time I was actually ever at M&V Auto Body. And shortly after that time, I think it was a couple months later when I was making my next delivery, you were there. And at that time, I, you weren't quite in diapers. You are older than that. But I remember you kind of running around the shop. And it's just crazy that here we are, all this time has passed. And, you know, you're 
over here buffing cars, painting cars, doing big things, and you're on the podcast now. So it's like yeah, for me, yeah. for me, it's just ironic and just a symbol of the passage of time. And I, I, I love every every bit of it. So um, I'm that's why I think I'm extra excited to have you on the podcast today because um, we got a lot of cool things to talk about. So thank you for carving out a little time. And thank you for for uh, for joining me on this episode because we're we're just going to dive right into it. So um, thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I got you know I I kind of just laid the landscape for all of this, but Nico, I think you and I um, kind of get along, and we also see eye to eye on a lot of things because we're both passionate people and we're both very driven individuals. I'd like to think. Yeah, um, I would say so. And and. and you know, one of the things I've always appreciated about you back from my days of selling liquids in the field was that, you know, you always had a curious mind. And I always appreciate that, right? Like when I notice it and I see it, I'm like, oh man, this person, you know, you can kind of tell because, you know, you you know now, right? I mean, you've dealt with enough people. You can kind of tell when people don't care, right? And then you can tell when people care. And I think you're one of the guys that um, doesn't take somebody's advice as as the final answer where it's like you'll you will take what somebody tells you and then you will go and dissect it seven ways from sunday and and try to understand it your own way and i think that that's why you and i get along because we both kind of are very passionate about the things that we do yeah. am, I, am i wrong in saying that no you are a hundred percent right and uh even though we just started i'm gonna go a little tiny bit off topic that kind of relates yeah. to this of like yeah I mean, that's how I am in literally everything. Like, sure. Like, uh, my wife expressed to me, well, she's been, I've been known for a while, but she expressed to me a little over a year ago um, that she, she's always loved photography. Sure. And she expressed to me, like, I really want to get into uh, wedding photography seriously. Like, I, sure. I, I want it. So I yeah. was like, all right, cool. Yes. I kept it hush. And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do, I'm going to spend all of the energy and hours that I have at free time, just right. dumping my mind into research. Sure. And I, I researched photography like crazy. And I got her a camera that was like, you know, a very good beginner camera for sure. uh, professional. And, you know, I, I spent so much time and I found it. And along that route, I discovered uh -huh. my own love for photography. And, cool. you know, but that's, that's just kind of a, what's the word? A picture of how my mind works. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get my wife a present. I'm yeah. not just going to, oh, here's a right. camera. No, right. I'm going to spend. Go down the rabbit hole. Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an OCD mind, right? Yeah. And it you is. just, you, you just want to be informed because you yeah. care about the things that you do and you don't want to just do it like if you're going to do it you want to do it right yeah and and so i i think that you know that goes back to another thing that we have in common and, I, and that's why um that's kind of the, the precedence of this podcast because you know like you've matured so much in this in the body shop and stuff and 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 i i i want to go back in time to about uh say okay this would take us back to about 2017 so here now if you're 25 now I was 19. And now, now you're what, you're 19, 20 years old, like five, six years ago, right? Because I think at that time in the sh in the body shop, you were doing more, um, you know, I mean, I know you, you kind of are 
because you've been working there so long, you're shop dog. You're doing a little bit of everything, right? You're yeah. you're you're over here, yeah, you're I'm over there. Everything. You know what I mean? So you're kind of jack of all trades. But as you've matured and aged, you've kind of fallen into your roles. And so you've done a little bit of everything at the body shop. Yeah, I still do. I still do a little bit of everything. Like today I did zero, zero buffing, zero uh, sanding clear. I did priming, painting, and I even did a little body work. Like, okay. it, you know, we do what we need to do. But when we have you know, when it's a day where the flow is going and everyone's like, yeah, doing their own niche, I'm, I, I will sand and buff yeah. all day. I paint. I'm, I'm the main painter now. But well, I, we're going to talk more about that. I definitely want to dive into the painting thing because I think this is, you know, I, I want to do my best to try to keep it chronologically, at least for me. And I, I don't mind bouncing around. We bounce around a lot, a little bit on the Driven by Details podcast because mm-hmm. they're like an idea sparks and it gets, yeah. we, someone gets excited and we're like, oh, we're over here. And so <laughs> that happens a lot. And I, and I think, you know, being organic and creative kind of in the moment is, is definitely a lot of fun. But I, cause I remember this like specifically, like, right. Like let's, for, for instance, I've all, I want to put myself in my shoes, right? Like, so let's go back. It's 2017. Yeah, I'm a chemical, you know, salesman, you know, I make a living off of commissions. And so like it's buy or die kind of mentality, right? I like you. If you don't buy anything. I'm not making any money. And, and, and the truth be told, like a lot of my body shops, at least at that time, cause you know, we were priced out of the market with abrasives. So you guys didn't buy tape and sandpaper from us. I was really just primarily selling you reconditioning supplies, you know, and a, and a body shop, even, doesn't necessarily go through a ton of reconditioning supplies, right? So from from my aspect, like as a consumer point, right? Like I want to have these con- these clients that consume. A, a client like M&V Auto Body is not necessarily the best type of client for me because you guys don't go through a ton of stuff, right? That's right. That's like the the mind frame, you know, the mindset from like a, a salesman standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, it was a different relationship specifically because I had all this longevity with the, with your dad and the family. So it was more, to me, it was more personal than it was even about business, right? And, yeah. and, and I appreciate that now because, you know, like, I think um, I have a lot of, I refer a lot of work to you guys. And I got a lot of people that are like, you know, they're like, oh, they're like, you know, and they ask questions and I, and I, and, and they're like, well, are they reputable and this and that? And I was, and, and my response is this is like, nobody makes it in business for 40 years by lying, cheating and stealing. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people can do, but it's, you know, it, people come and go. And so I, I really respect the, you know, the, the, the landscape that your dad has created for, for MV Auto Body because he's been in business for a long time. And he's, you know, at, at that point, after 40 years, it's, it's kind of, you're proven. The, the benchmarks has been laid. Like, look, take it or leave it. We've been in business 40 years. You don't have to, you know, do business with us. But um, I always tell my customers and people that you guys are honest because I think honesty is something that's kind of um, gone from business. And, and what I tell people is like, look, you might not be happy with the price, but they're not going to lie to you, right? Like, you might not be happy with all this stuff because – you know, you and I were talking earlier today that with the body shop stuff, like specifically, um, people when they're not happy that they're there, right? Yeah. I mean, and why is that, Nico? They they show yeah. up. So well, essentially, the way the way I've kind of been able to explain it nowadays is that like no one accidentally shows up to the detailer. Like 
pretty much no one accidentally shows up to the detailer. No one is like, Ugh, I got to go to the detailer today. No. Right. And a lot of people do on purpose come to the body shop. Like we do restorations as well. Yeah. People come on purpose for a restoration. Sure. People come on purpose for, but the vast majority of the people who are coming to the shop are people who not on purpose got into a car crash. You know, they're not yeah. happy. They're not happy to see us until they Correct. get to know us. Then they're like, oh, these guys, these people are nice people. You know, I can trust them. But until sure. that trust is established, they're kind of walking in there like, oh, man, what's going on? Uh, right. So they're there because their car is hit. They got into an accident. They don't want to yeah. give up their car. They want their car back as fast as possible. Right. So that's that's the big – I'm about to use a Greek word, the phronima. That's the – uh, the mindset difference of a person walking into a, a body shop. They're not right. like, yeah, I get to go to the body shop today. They're like, right. well, I got to right. fix my car. Hopefully these guys <laughs> don't cheat me. <laughs> right, right. Well, and it's, and it's you know, I think you guys know better about that. And and I, I mean, I, I, I know through my lens what it's been like to watch the body shop business kind of change and evolve and stuff like that. But I know it's I think any business, it's harder to, to turn a profit. It's harder to be, be profitable. I mean, the cost of materials, the cost of overhead, the cost of labor, if you factor all these things in at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is, this is really tough. And so, I mean, and I don't think, I honestly don't think it's much different than, than a lot of other businesses, but you know, it's like material costs uh, have gone through the roof. I mean, I look at abrasives. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, even from when I, even in a short 10 year window, right? Like it go back to like, let's go back, you know, 40 years ago when your dad started the business. Like, I mean, how much was sandpaper then? And how much was tape yeah. and paint and all that's so like consumables? We don't, even, we don't even need to go back that far. Uh, no. Maybe, uh, I can't remember if it was a one or two years ago the the polish i use we order at a body shop we we order everything by the gallon because yeah. like that's why i was i i was kind of like that's interesting that like you're saying like oh we don't get that much i always get a gallon because we're you know we're we got two guys sometimes three sure three guys, we're buffing sure. uh polish that i had right right uh i two years ago was 65 70 bucks a gallon delivered yeah uh i can't Again, I can't remember if it was a year or two years ago. I I go into the office and they're getting uh, we're getting delivery, and I'm like, a hundred and ten dollars for this gallon? Yeah. This is the same. This is the same yeah. stuff. It's like double, uh, almost doubled. It's it was like I was blown away. I was like, dude, what the heck? Yeah. And so I, I did it as I you know as I'm want to do. I do all my research, and I'm like, oh no, they're not screwing us. It's yeah. that price online too. Like what the yeah. heck? You know, like yeah. it is. The sandpaper. Sandpaper is would, out of control. Yeah, I would say honestly, the last two years, everything just like skyrocketed. Gas, especially. I can't remember if it was just in Illinois or in uh, America in general. Gas, which is very important in a body shop for yeah. for us at least, is because sure. we bake the cars. I yeah. think gas gas went up like sixty percent. Something, yeah. something crazy. Yeah. So the the cost of uh, the cost of living, so to speak, the the upkeep. Sure. sure dramatically increased so no it's it's, it's, it's yeah, important you know i had i i just think there's it's very similar to to detailing in the body shop world right like um like you were just we were just talking about nobody really needs the body shop until they need the body shop right until there's an accident so and then by that point it's too late they're like you know they they don't have time like you know you had mentioned to you know you're doing research for the camera right like okay hey i got some time 
I could do yeah. some research. I can look at what I need to do. Now you get in an accident and your car's down. Guess what? You you're you've already lost time. Where right? are you taking the car? Yeah, you got <laughs> right. You you've already lost time. So like like you had mentioned, it it just creates this interesting thing. And I and I and I don't mean this in a bad way. And it's it's not a shot against M and V, but like you know, body shops to me. You know, in my years of chemical sales, I was kind of in and out of lots of different businesses, you know, um, car washes, detail shops, new car places, municipalities. So you, you get a little bit of everything. But I yeah. think generally speaking, a body shop can be more of kind of a dark, dingy, scarier place. It's a shop, right? You're ripping cars apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, you know what I mean? Like a a, a shop is is dirty. It's messy. It's busy. And I think for somebody that's not used to seeing that, I think it could be a scary place to go to, you know, especially if you're not used to it. You're like, what are they, is this, yeah, what are what they are doing in here? It's like, listen, we're working. Okay. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're working on cars over here. So yeah, you go you know, in there and you got a guy with a mask on, with the goggles on, with the apron, he's covered in dust and you can only see his eyes and he looks yes. angry. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it, exactly. It's like, where are we in back to the future? What happened here? <laughs> it's just, it's kind of a crazy thing. So, um, you know, on all that stuff, like I think there's education has always been a very big part of what I do and what I want to do, because I think if we can take the time to slow things down and kind of inform our clients, it's just cultivates better business, better clients. Right. So, um, you know, with, with the body shop stuff, it's like, people are very naive. I, I recently had a, had a customer, uh, he's actually an old neighbor that moved out of town and bought an old car and came to me to ask me some questions about the vehicle. And he was like, he looked at, at me and he was like, Hey, um, he's like, man, you know, I think I'm, this car might need a new paint job. And he's like, what, what do you think those paint jobs go for these days? Maybe three grand. And I, I laughed out loud. Cause I know the guy. And I was like, I said, Joe, 3000 bucks. I was like, I get that to, you know, paint correct and ceramic coat a car. I was yeah. like, you're talking paint jobs. I was like, you'd be lucky on a car like this if you get in for a paint job for under $20,000. And that's yeah. lucky. And he was, he was shocked. He was shocked. He was shocked. He was like, you gotta be kidding me. I was like, I said, well, how much do you think the paint costs? You know, and how much do you think the abrasives cost? And just all these things that we're talking about. And I just think that there, again, there's this disconnect that's hard for people to translate, especially when we're talking about this collision stuff, you get in an accident, you haven't had any time to research how much a headlight assembly costs yeah. or, a, you know, a, a fender cost and then all the clips and all the things and then all the man hours and the labor and stuff. It's kind of daunting, right? When you really think yeah. about it, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And actually that when you're, you're talking about the, you're a friend with the paint job that happened yeah. to me. I went to go pick up a, a hot dog. I was at, um, Franny's. I went to Franny's. Okay. Right by the shop. Yeah. Down the street from the shop. I get my hot dog, I go to the uh, parking lot, and this guy's parked next to me, and he's like, hey, you work over there at m and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm Vince's son, how you doing? We're talking, and he's like, uh, he's like, listen, I want to get a paint job done. He had a Crown Vic, and I love Crown Vicks, that was my first car. Sure. And he's, he's like, I want to get a paint job done on my car, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, come up, you know where we're at, you know, come on yeah. down, talk to my brother. Yeah. You an estimate. He's like, he's like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a Crown Vic. I'm not looking to, I'm not looking to spend body need... shop money because I know you guys got overhead. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know you guys are gonna charge at least four thousand for a paint job for uh, uh, in the body shop. I'm like, oh, at least yes. Yeah, <laughs> at like, least four thousand. And he's yeah. like, yeah, but I know that somebody who's not on the clock, you know, I could uh, maybe seventeen hundred. I'm like, brother, you're you're way off. Just 
when yeah. you're ready because he's like oh yeah maybe next year in the spring so this isn't even for right now i'm like brother yeah you're ready come to the shop because yeah i can yeah. promise you you're not going to be happy <laughs> yeah well i mean and, and it and it goes back to education right and it's like you can't i mean you guys have been in business so long now that you guys have established you're doing a little bit of everything that you don't need to take on cheap jobs to keep the doors open it's just yeah. better to send those people off to somebody else right and, yeah, and, and you know, I was saying like, oh, yeah, if you want to after work, work on my car. That way I don't have to pay body shop prices. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. excited for that. Yes. Bro. Yeah, it's it's just it's crazy. And I and I mean, and that's, you know, part of the reason that I do this podcast is so I can talk about these very things, because I'm again going back to education. And it's it's my hope is that the listeners in the driven by details community can relate to some of this stuff and then. Uh, maybe gain some more confidence to just have these uncomfortable, difficult conversations with people, because that's what we really need to do. I read this quote the other day that says like, uh, um, half of the world's troubles can come uh, stem from saying yes too quickly and no, not soon enough. Mm. Right. Mm. And so I like that saying, because like, I think before you do business with anyone, just like tying it back into your camera situation here, you know, some, you need to do your due diligence. There would be helpful for somebody to do a little bit of research, right? And so you ask questions, you ask the yeah. customer, hey, okay, well, all right, well, how do you use this car? Do you drive it on the weekends? I mean, how many miles yeah. are you driving here? Yeah. So you, you kind of get the conversation going. So you kind of know what this customer, what type of customer is this, right? Yeah, and absolutely. It, you know what I mean? And so, you know, you don't just come out, you know, uh, what, what's the, the Glenn, Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross, where, where they tell, you know, the first person to speak kind of loses. And mm. I, I'm not that type of guy. Like I'm, I want to make my clients think. Yes. And yeah, I, yes. I don't think that's a bad yeah. thing. I think that like, I want to challenge them to think about what they're doing because really what it's done for me, two things is really generated just better qualified customers, but it's also generated bigger tickets, right? Like here, this guy with the crown Vic, like, let's just hypothetically say that you were to try to do a car like that and do a paint job for cheap. What have you done? You've, you've, you've only hurt yourself. Yeah. Right. Because now it's just like you guys known for doing quality work. And now you try to help this guy out and you do work to try to meet his budget. And so you have to sacrifice somewhere. Something's got to. Yeah. Go. You're, you're putting your name on something that's slopped together. That's that was actually that's something that my dad always, 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 always stressed to all of us growing up because it was it was right now. It's me and my brother, Johnny. But mm -hmm. as you know, of course, but as the people in the podcast yes. don't know, it's me and my brother, Johnny, in the shop. Uh, my oldest brother Phil used to be here, but he he moved to Detroit when he got married. Mm -hmm. He would mm -hmm. he would tell us all, you know, no one's gonna look at something, you know, look at a job and be like, oh wow, how much did you pay for that? They're gonna ask you, oh wow, where'd you go? Like who yeah. who did that work? So yeah. it doesn't matter if you charge them half price or full price. You're putting your name on that job that you're doing. That's so it's like, point. oh oh, we gave him a good deal. Okay, you gave him a good deal. They're gonna see how good of a deal you gave them with their eyes on the paint yeah. job, you know, on, yeah. the, on the body work, on the paint job, everything like that. So you know, yeah. we will help you where we can. You know, we're not we're not like a you know take it. You know, of course we should be. Uh, you know, we have our prices. We have, especially if it's an, in, an insurance job, uh, we have our prices, everything like that. Yeah, but you know, we're not gonna give you. Uh, 
however, half price, whatever like that. Right. Yeah. With the expectation of, oh, they know it's going to be a crappier job. No, you're putting your name on that car. Correct. It's got to be good. You know, yeah. give up a kickback where you can, but not to yeah. the point where you're annihilating your quality. And now everyone knows you guys as the sloppy shop, you know? Right. And those things, in my opinion, I mean, they're valuable, but they also should be pre-disclosed, you know? And I do a lot of that stuff with my clients where I'm kind of really setting the expectation before they even open up the wallet, right? So, and I, and even if they're uncomfortable conversations, like, you know, I'm just be like, yeah, that scratch isn't going to come out. I'm like, we're going to make this car yeah. look really great, but yeah. there's going to be this one area that might still not look so good. So, yeah. and I'm letting them know. And, and that's taken experience for me, right? To know, like, I can look at something and be like, yeah, that can't be fixed or I can fix it, but it's only going to be this good of a fix. And so yeah. I want to, lay the landscape down for for my clients so they're very aware of what's going on so i'd rather and, and i've said this before that i'd rather have the uncomfortable conversations before the service begins mm -hmm. than after the service ends you know yeah, that and it, it also works in reverse um it, it works especially of course with you know hey this isn't going to come out it also works in reverse we have we have a customer who he's kind of like a second generation customer his mom has known my my father for a long time yeah he comes, she, every once in a while, she would, she hasn't in a, in a while, she's really up there in age, but yeah. even up to like two years ago, she would just show up like, I made cookies and like, yeah. give us cookies. Her right. son came to the shop one day, he had a, a nice dark blue Mercedes and he was saying like, yeah, you know, this thing is scratched everywhere. It's a lot of deep scratches. Uh, how much to paint my car? And we took a look at the car and we're like, brother, you, you don't need a paint job. You need yeah. a paint correction. Like, yeah. You know, you could pay us thousands upon thousands for a paint job, or right. I can paint correct your car and put yeah. a ceramic coating on it. So yeah. we, you know, like, oh, why'd you do that? You could have sold him. Okay. But that wouldn't yeah. have been the right thing to honest. do. It wouldn't have been the right thing to do. So we yeah. talked him down. We talked, we yeah. talked him out of eight. No, you don't need yeah. to spend this much money. Spend a lot yeah. less. Yes. Go buff, polish, and ceramic coat your car. And yeah. he was very happy with it. You know, it was. Yeah. It's education, you know, it, it works in, in both ways, but yeah, it does. Also, it's also very important, you know, oh, hey, can you get this out? I come right, I come right out there. I don't, oh yeah, I can get it out and then look at it. No, I'm going to look at it and be like, absolutely. Or most likely, but there could be a little bit or, Hey, yeah. I'm going to get it better, but this right. is all the way through. You got no paint left, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. It's difficult. And I, I think those moments, you know, I think some detailers and other body men, you know, might possibly be frightened to possibly work in front of a client. But I, I almost, I feel like, and I've said this before on other episodes of the podcast that, you know, like specifically with like wet sanding paint, it's something that people almost have to witness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because people are, you know, yeah. it's like, wait, you sand the paint? Like my, my neighbor, every time I bring out, to bring out sandpaper, he's like, I still can't believe you put sandpaper to paint. You know, like blows his mind, right? And he's like, I don't know how you do that. And it's just like, you know, I, I get it could be frightening, but I just don't think yeah. most people are very aware of that. So like, I think, I now appreciate those moments more than most when I can grab someone and be like, Hey dude, you know, I, I, last year I was doing a paint correction on a Camaro where there were some pretty gnarly scratches and the client messaged me, you know, he was like, Hey, I'm getting out of work. I want to stop by the shop and see how the car's coming out. And I was like, you're perfect timing. I'm just about to start sanding. You know what I mean? Cause his wife, I remember when he, I told him how much money was going to be his, he was fine paying his money, the money, but the wife was kind of like, this is crazy. You know, the last yeah. time you got a paint correction and ceramic coating, it was half this price. You know, I was mm -hmm. more than double of what the last guy did seven years ago 
but the last guy wasn't sanding some of the paint and doing all this extra labor hours. And so like, and it's seven years ago, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's not, you know, it's not a fair comparison. So it's, it's just a really, it's a really goofy business. And, and I kind of want to dive into some of the stuff that, you know, some of the stigmas and some other things, but I, I, I know, um, you know, from specifically, uh, we've talked a lot on the driven by details podcast about different tools and machines and equipment and processes. And, and I don't, I don't think enough, uh, detailed technicians are familiar or used to working on fresh paint and truth be told, you know, I've worked on fresh paint, but not often enough to know their characteristics. I know their characteristics, but I haven't had enough working time to experience those characteristics, uh, characteristics day in and day out. All right. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's a different thing. And, and where I want to go with this is because I, I'm taking us back in time to around 2017, 2018, kind of at the end of my sales career mm. where you and I spent a lot of time together where you were kind of, you know, right here you are in this body shop environment stuck like like the algorithms of social media and everything is kind of influencing you towards these long throw DA polishers, you know, the Max Shine and these things. And it's kind of like saying that this is the the solution, right? Yeah, this yeah. is the it's this the is way. what you need to be using. And so being you, crazy Nico, who goes down the rabbit hole to to <laughs> want to know more about this stuff, you are reading what the manufacturer's telling you and kind of like this is the way. And then comparing what you're being told through what I'm telling you, through what you're feeling and thinking, and then experiencing in reality. And and it, it's a it's a lot to unpack, am I right? I um I joke, I kid you not. I had headphones in all day with just literally all day buffing, detailing, all that like any type of video well, you know, I'm not watching the video, I'm listening, but you know, sure. anything with buffing knowledge, anything like that, detailing, literally all day I'm talking, every single day at work, and afterwards, and at night I'm in bed, like, watching, because <laughs> that's how I am, I'm, I obsess over everything, yes. I'm, I gotta know, so, yeah, yeah that, that's exactly what I did, Yeah, and I was like, yeah, we gotta get that, and I was, I was selling uh, my dad on, this is the polisher, uh, I was yeah. telling my brother, like, this is the way we gotta do things now, and, yeah. you know, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Experience and everything like that. But actually, well, so here. something I, I keep forgetting to mention is 2017, I'm 19 years old. That's when I had started working full time because before that, like you were saying, you were like, you know, you, you weren't in diapers, but you were littler. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd say like 14. I was, yeah. I was like, all right, it's summertime. Come to work and sweep and watch. You know, that's yeah. basically what my dad was like, you know, come to work, sweep and stay around you know today stay around the body man and just watch yeah. today stay yeah. around you know that was my dad's objective of like like you're not gonna make us money you're gonna sweep floors and you're gonna uh, shop dog i call it shop yeah. dog yeah but by doing this you're gonna learn and and when i was 19 is when i was like you know i'm out of school everything like that i started working full-time you know and uh yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's a big deal because, you know, a lot of the people like, you know, I mean, auto detailing has exploded in the last decade. And, and I, I think it's part, there's many factors that have uh, attributed to that. But since, you know, the, the long throw DA polishers came out, it kind of has taken some of the skill maybe 
out. Like, like you don't need to, you know, you have a polisher like a long throw DA, you don't necessarily need to have a ton of experience, right? Like you can grab a, any old polisher, any old pad, any old liquid and, and get a, a decent job. Right. And I, yeah, and I, yeah. and, and right. And so I, I think like, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast, but I think your age plays a big role because you kind of fit that, that there's a whole nother generation of detailers that are in your age demographic that are entering the market now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's confusing for people, right? Like, cause if you like, just like you said, you're like, I was, I had the headphones on, I was listening day, I was listening night, I was all over here and I was over there. I mean, that's a lot, like, that's a lot of time to consume videos. I mean, am I wrong? Like, that's, I, I, I don't know anybody else who would do, who would do that. That's like, I've never, I'm not officially, officially, I do not have ADHD. I don't have OCD, but that's yeah. only officially. Cause I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my yeah, God. no, I mean, that's that because that's what I would do. You know, I, I don't like to if I'm doing something, I want to be confident in what I'm doing. I want to oh. know. I want to know, like, hey, if I do this for you, you ain't got to worry because I've right. wor- You know, yeah. I've worried. Yeah, and I've learned. So now you don't right. have to. So that's yeah. that's how I've been. Correct. Yeah. And but especially real quick on the uh, on the on the DA part, though. I love it. That's kind of what I what I thought of of in the beginning of like yeah. oh yeah you know you could it'll be a good job no matter what but my mind is slightly being changed because there's this kid I know who every time I try to show him how to use a DA like I, I've known this kid for three years mm-hmm. I can't count how many times I've walked over to him using the DA and I'm like bro and I grab his hand pad flat. Like, it's like not spinning at all. And he's like moving yeah. around. Like, Bro, put the pad flat. Like, how, yeah. how many times I got to tell you this? Yeah. But, you know, but yeah. other than that, yeah, like, you're not going to, there's no, uh, I mean, it's not like there's no marks, but you're not going to have rotary swirls on the paint. So, yeah, you get, you could, sure. you could probably buff a whole car out with a, with a compound on a semi, uh, not, I'm saying probably, you for sure can. I sure. assume. Yeah. You could take a medium pad an actual compound go over the whole car and 85, 9% of people are going to look at it and be like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, and I want you to talk a little bit more about that because I think really and truly like it, it seems to me and, and I, I could be completely wrong as I'm saying this live on the podcast, but I feel like you've kind of had, you've maybe have challenged some of your own ideas or maybe like yeah. you feel differently today about, some of your techniques and some of the processes that you may have felt, uh, you know, five or six years ago, right? 100,000%, 100,000%. So and this is, this is the whole thing. This is, I really want to dive into this because I think this is really valuable to talk about because like, I think, uh, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like the, no, 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 no. the this is like the main theme of what I really want to cover in this podcast is about like how we can, sink our heels in the mud and feel one way about something but then through doing it and day-to-day interactions and the passage of time you start to realize hey maybe this thing isn't as good or as effective as i once felt and i and i don't think there's like anything wrong with that like i think that's valuable now that helps you further on your quest to success and excellence am i am i right 
a hundred a hundred thousand percent and this is this is very valuable information for people who are not so um intertwined with the body shop world i'm about sure. to drop some knowledge on you that yes. not, I mean, i've discussed with you before but yes. you know you guys yes. the viewers yeah uh, the that, audience that the audience that will explain everything okay mm -hmm. so there's always been this stigma of like oh you you went to a body shop Ah, uh, good luck with the swirls all over your car. First mm -hmm. off, if you mm -hmm. ever see a swirl on one of my jobs, show me because I yeah. don't believe you. <laughs> like yes. I didn't allow, I don't yeah. allow swirls. However, there's a reason. It. There's a reason for that. The mm -hmm. reason for that is because when you bring your car in for a, uh, you know, anything, for whatever service, whatever service, yeah. uh, you you got into a collision. Okay, mm -hmm. do the body work. X amount of hours, do the priming, blocking, everything. There's there's all a number that the insurance that it's in the system, like mm -hmm. the set number mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. plug it in. That's how you you don't make an estimate. People will send a picture. Hey, here's a picture of my car. What's an estimate? Bring it in. You know. Yeah. They bring in the car. We write everything down. We don't just make the estimate up in our head. We put it in the system. Yeah. In the system, to sand buff and polish one panel you have a total of 0.3 hours meaning 18 minutes so if you want to break even break even mm -hmm. let's say you, i painted a door just yeah. just a door i didn't blend nothing whatever i painted this door i have to sand buff and polish it i have 18 minutes to do that any minute and any time over that 18 minutes you know, let's say it's an insurance job. That's what yeah. the insurance is paying me. I am officially losing money at 19 minutes Wow! to sand, buff, and polish. Yeah. So when you go to a shop, most likely uh, a bigger shop or, you know, like a commercial shop, whatever, that uh, they've been around for a while. They're not family owned. Hey, book time. Yeah. I don't care what it looks like. Yeah. I, I just did, as you and I were, were talking about today, I just did a very close friend of mine's car. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I got, I don't know how, probably show me up. pictures. Yeah, it yeah, probably won't show up. It probably won't show up. You could show it anyways. But I'll you show could. it, but I, I don't know if it'll, it'll show up that good. This is what. Yeah, it's not showing up. No. It's all distorted. Yeah, you can barely see it. But yeah. I, I'm talking like, you know, some cars you look at in the in the dark or whatever, you don't bring it outside, you kind of won't notice something and then like, oh, wow, I didn't see this. That is not the case with this hood. Yeah, this was the, a bad paint job and it had a little bit of everything. What what do we see in the photograph? We saw solvent whatever pop, you, fish whatever eyes. You can think of. Wait, yeah. Solvent pop, fish eyes, dirt that were not even, you know, where they were sanded, but not fully sanded out. Right, right. You know, and it wasn't even fully buffed out. I'm not talking fully buffed and fully polished yeah. i'm talking they didn't even finish the rotary compound step there were sanding marks all over my yeah. friend's hood like this was this was terrible heck yeah terrible it was heck yeah Unac it was unacceptable heck. unacceptable beyond unacceptable no i i i would hope that no shop would accept that right right but right through my own experience of yeah. seeing however many cars in the last let's say six years because you know like 19 i started working full-time yeah. just that time alone yeah, I have seen. Oh wow, these shops are really doing that. Yeah. So you know, it hurts. It stings, right? You're like, yeah, it's, it's painful because like, you know that that could have essentially been avoided. 
Yeah. Right. That that didn't need to be the case, but it was. So yeah, it's like not only was was the prep not done before you painted. Yeah. Because that's that's another thing my dad always stressed to us. Prep is the most important. You, you like prep in, in anything, but especially like you're you're gonna paint something. There, you better have the whole thing sanded, scuffed. Like there better not be any shiny spots. Yeah. You better wipe that thing down perfectly. I don't want no yeah. fish eyes. I don't want no dirt. Nothing. Yeah. Many jobs. You don't even have to to sand and buff if it comes out perfect. If you lay yeah. the clear down good, there's right. dirt, you know, something like that. If it lays down perfect, don't touch it. If it doesn't yeah. need it, don't touch it. Correct. Uh, but you know, people to save time will yeah. skip the prep step, and then their paint job looks like crap. Then they sand it. Oh, we gotta we gotta sand this stuff out. Doesn't sand all the way out. They don't buff it all the way out. Now yeah. you've spent more time to get a crappier result. You could have yeah. just took your time. Right. Take right. time now, save a bunch yeah. later, and Take you're up. Yeah, yeah, how about that? I mean, and it's it's so true. It's all relative. I mean, pre it's it's very similar to, you know, like, and especially as ceramic coatings have exploded in the last decade, you know, you got, it's it's ceramic coating, uh, you know, ceramic coating a new car, your prep work is reduced greatly. But, you know, especially yeah. when you bring, you know, when somebody brings you an older used car that's, you know, 10 years old with 100,000 miles, like, trying to bring that thing back from the dead like the customers paying you for the paint correction not really the coating yeah because right? the ceramic coating part I, I i think of it very similar i know it's not equivalent in labor hours but it's equal in 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 overall end result it's comparable like you know all the pr prep work that goes into a paint correction before the coating gets installed that is the, where the labor lies just like yeah, you're talking absolutely. about your all the prep work you know when you actually get to painting yeah you know compared to all the labor that we just did the painting is more the easier part yeah. to, to all the prep work that was done you know what i mean and so i think absolutely. that's like a lot of times just just in the industry just because of you know uh quotas expectations and budget and all these things people just kind of fast forward that whole process and unfortunately yeah. You to get the result that you guys want to put your name on, you can't do that. You can't rush. I mean, 100%. You, you just you just can't. There's no there's no shortcut for that. And if you try to do it, it's going to present itself one way, and it ain't going to be good. It's yeah, it's not going to look good. The the uh, the motto of the Medici family. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm saying if now I'm starting to doubt my own memory, I do this all the time. But anyway, it's okay. Festina lente, make haste slowly. Sure. Or as my dad always says to us, slow is fast. Like, take your time now. Yeah. You'll not. You'll you'll be done before you know it. You know. Yep. Uh, yeah, and actually, um, to go back to what you were saying about uh, my mindset, uh, let's say five years ago. Sure. Sure. Uh, versus now. Yeah. One of the things was was like I said, I was constantly consuming all these videos, but I was in. You know, I'm in a body shop, but I'm yeah. consuming all detailer things. Sure. And I'm glad I did. I'm very glad I did because I overhauled our detail. Yeah. Uh, let's call it division, but it's not, you know, it's just sure. part of the, sure. part of the, yeah. the process. The part I, yeah. I got all, we were specialty, everything specialty. Yeah. Every, every, you know, okay, leather vinyl cleaner. Yeah. Glass cleaner. Because, yeah. you know, there was a certain point where it's like, yeah, wipe the whole thing down with glass cleaner. It'll sure. work. But yeah. like, you know. And then right. we had a, you know, a leather conditioner, but it's like, all right, sure. we're going to get everything specialty. We got the, what's the word? The mixer. What, yeah, what the, the proportion or the diluted machine. Yeah, yep, the diluted machine. Yep. Um, uh, one of the things 
that I bought into for quite a while was the whole detailer. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a detailer, but I'm not a, in the detailer world. I'm in the body shop world was the whole to do a one step correction. You know, the, the lowest level, uh, nine hours is average of, uh, on the paint time. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we get paid, you know, obviously if a customer brings their car in on their own, Mm -hmm. We, we can tell them a price, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like we're being held down by the insurance company on, on a non-insurance job. Sure. You know, we price you what we price you. But yeah. we have a flow going. You know, we mm-hmm. have to get like, yeah, I, I sand and buff, but I'm painting. I'm priming. I'm blocking. Yeah. You know, I'm prepping. Right. I can't be held up for nine hours of just paint time. That's not even just, that's sure. not washing the car to prep it, all that stuff. Yeah. It can't yeah, be on. I can, I can get a car done. Yeah. Another thing is detailers are afraid of the road. Well, I think things are changing nowadays, but things are at changing. Least when I was, yeah, at least when I, you know, five years ago when I was getting into everything, everyone was afraid of the rotary. Mm-hmm. I had, there were channels talking about like, Oh, there's not a rotary. The, there's one rotary in the shop and it's only job is to spin dry pads that we've washed. Rotaries yeah. not allowed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Spend your nine hours yeah. doing a one-step correction, not even a one-step, like a like a, a one-step cleaner wax. Spend sure. your nine hours. Yeah. I will do book. T- I'll do eighteen minutes a panel uh, yeah. on on just a buff and a polish. I'll take the rotary, I'll buff the whole car real quick. Yes. Compound wool pad. Yeah. I knew it, not not the old synthetic twister. Sure, wool pad. sure, sure, sure. So you know, yep. wool pad. And then I'll take the DA. Yeah. And I'll take a, um, not a black pad, the super soft, but just a step above the super soft pad. Sure. medium pad. pad. Yeah. Medium yeah. Pad. And I'll polish that whole car. Show me one swirl yes. around that whole car. I'm going to get that car done in like, if not half, dang near half the time of that. And I'm going to have more scratches out. I'm not yeah. going to end number, number two. Number three, something that people don't take into account. I'm a human being. Yeah. Like, I am not trying to sit there yeah. one yeah. inch per second yeah. yeah, all day, every single day. I got, yep. my, I got shoulder injuries. Like I can't, yeah. you know, this, I come home, I'm like, I'm tired. No, yeah. take the rotary, buzz that thing. Scrub it out. Yeah. yeah. Scrub it out. Yeah. And then, then I'll apply pressure on my first pass with the, with the DA, make sure all yep. those scratches get out. Yep. Next one's a little lighter. Next one's yep. lighter. Done. Yep. No, yeah. Three, you know, boom, boom, yeah. boom. Done. I wipe the whole thing down. I make sure there ain't no swirls, nothing like that. So that that was something that I fell into. And like I said, I feel like in the detailing world, things are changing now. But it, I wouldn't have seen that for a much sure. longer time if I was stuck in the detailing world. But I wasn't. Right. I'm, in the, body I'm right. in the body shop. So it's, hey, man, we need you doing other things. And like this, this is a buff. What are you doing? Nine hours on this paint job. Uh, yeah. Not paint job. I'm, I'm buffing this paint. Yeah. Job. Yep. yep. Uh, I, w- I at a certain point I was trying to get the wool pad for the not trying. I had it. I did it yeah. for a while. Wool pad on the DA. Yeah. And I would do. You know, we would when we would sand and buff. That's what I would use. Waste of time. It's they they Waste oh it's a lo- it's less steps. Okay, it's less steps, but it's more time. I'm right. going one inch per second. I'm hurting right. my shoulders pushing into the no. Rotary, boom, done. 
Yeah. So anyway, so that, that, no, that was, and a it, dude, that I was love a- it. I love why you're saying this because like, while we're having this conversation, I wish we could like put a picture of your, like your dad's face, because I remember there was this time where, you know, and, and I, 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 you know, even though I was a sales guy selling you the liquids and tools and stuff, I almost played like a, like a, almost like the therapist or the mediator. Right. Cause like I, I, I had to like, I called you and talked your ear off yeah. for so long and I felt well, bad about it. No, I, I love it because it's, you know, this is, this is my life. This is what, this is what we do. And, and I love it because specifically I have this memory like stapled in my brain of your dad, like with this look of disgust, like doubting all of these DA movements. And then, you know what I mean? And then you like so strong headed into these things. And so like, I, I, I think you're, progress with the stuff i think it's it was meant to be and it had to happen that way and i think it was it's a very good thing that time you know that you were able to kind of discover this maybe you took the long road around in doing this stuff and like maybe it you know through through you experiencing like through your own lens what works quickly and what works slowly i think it's a good thing for you because you've landed on more solid ground but i just think generationally you have the you know your old school guys like your dad and even me that this is all we knew was this rotary tool and and so like and it and it's been it's delivered great results it's gotten us this far it's worked for us now so why all of a sudden do you want to implement this new thing we've made it this far without it why do we need it you know yeah. And so I, I think that there's harmony in having both, especially, you know, especially to put out, you know, level work, like you just said, you know, hey, I'll take the rotary first, scrub out scratches, I'm going to do a little paint refinement with my DA, customer's going to be happy, car's going to look really, really good. I've covered all my, my aspects, right? We did great prep work, we did good paint work, we sanded the car, we buffed it out with the rotary, here we go, boom, done, right? Yeah. And I think like, and that's why me right? I'm not at MNV body every day, right? I visit you guys often, yeah. but I'm not there every day. I don't see the trials and the tribulations and the blood, sweat, and the tears. I mean, I've heard stories and I've seen, you know, I've seen things over the years, but I'm not there every day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you guys are running a business. It's not a charity. You guys, and yeah. you guys have, you're busier than you've ever been. You guys got work going like crazy. And so it's like, how do we continue to, to get the work done? at a respectable clip and not sacrifice quality and still put out and put our name on what we do, you know? And I think that everybody in, in, you know, most of the driven by details, you know, community, our audience, you know, they're, they, they love this stuff. This is what we do. This, This is our lives, right? This is what we do every day. And so we're so passionate about it that sometimes it's hard to explain it to the person that's paying you for the service. You know what I mean? And it kind of just ties back into what we were talking about when we started. It's just like, you know, you get what you pay for. Um, and, you know, this this work that we do, it's not cheap. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's, it's not cheap. And, and that's why it's important to have these conversations up front, right? And to, to qualify your customers, like the guy that came in that said he wanted a paint job when we were like, hey, dude, let's step away from the paint job. You really just, the car just really needs to be paint yeah, it needs like, to be bust. Well, you know what I mean? So like when you solve problems for people like that, um, you become the hero and then they tell their friends and they tell their family. And it's like that type of business is, is, is great, you know? And that's why I have a lot of respect for your dad and for what you guys do because it's, it's hard work. Um, and it's, and I think it hasn't, you know, you would think that 
through with time things should get easier but it mm. almost doesn't it becomes to be you know like one thing gets easier but then you're throwing another challenge you know what i mean yeah and, it, and technology changes over time things you're you're using change over time so that's it's a, another thing you gotta you gotta keep on your toes you know you can't get stuck uh oh we've done it like this for this long okay well products have changed things have changed we gotta we gotta get ahead of the game yeah i lost yeah. the game dang it <laughs> yeah no i mean you know here it's it's one of those things and that's why and like i said earlier before like i i i don't work on enough very fresh paint like when i saw you guys mm. uh just today you know you had that uh toyota corolla that you guys painted and you're like you know it's dry but not dry right like you, yeah. can, you know you can dig your nail into it and stuff like that and so there's these little nuances inside the body shop world that i just don't think enough um you know the the daily paint corrector you know the daily mm. detail shop he's not really having to deal with that stuff and and truth be told i mean even myself like i think a lot of times guys they get discouraged or they lose their patience with it you know what i mean like you know when we kilmer would always call it like uh he calls it a wet noodle right like you know when you when you're starting uh you get a car that's got fresh paint and you gotta uh, sand it you know you gotta yeah. sand it right away it's like it's like literally trying to sand jello or sand a wet noodle yeah it's it's not only is it that it's a waste of time and materials yeah. because I, I i'll tell you straight up right now like like i said i'm painting most of the cars now so when i'm painting mm -hmm. i because of my experience like if i would have started off painting maybe i wouldn't have this mindset but because i started off with sanding and buffing mm -hmm. i do not compromise if i'm paint if i'm gonna have to sand and buff something mm -hmm. it is going to be ten thousand percent dry not yeah. dry like other people say i watched this uh this uh what's the word instructional one time oh yeah mm -hmm. we bake it at 145 for 25 minutes, we buff it the next day. Get the frick out of my face. That that <laughs> thing, I'm going to put my finger on it. My yeah. fingerprint's going to stay there. It is yeah. beyond not dry. 25 minutes, 145. Yeah. We bake. Right now, it's winter, so you know it's not going to get that high. But we right. bake, ideally, 175 degrees. Mm -hmm. About... at between 60 minutes you know i i'd say about 60 minutes is, is good at 175 yeah uh maybe 65 right now i'm yeah. doing 75 minutes because it's it's cold it's not gonna it's cold yeah it's not gonna yeah. get yeah. to that, that high of a temperature sure uh when it's nice and sunny outside okay mm -hmm. bake it for 25 throw it outside in the sun the sun's gonna bake it i love the sun when it's we got the, the sun the yeah. best it yeah. bakes very nicely okay we haven't got to waste all that gas yeah. um what was I getting into about? No, I'm, I'm forgetting what I'm talking about. You were just talking about how you're painting now and you're not ah, sacrificing, yes. right? And and it's a good so, thing that you started with the detailing. So because if you are, oh, we're going to save the time, you know, get it out of the booth quicker and save the money on, on the gas. You are going to waste way, way, way more time if you try and sand buff that now. Because yeah. not only is it not going to sand as easily, the, oh, it's softer, it should sand easier. No. The harder the paint is, the easier it is to sand. Yes. Because it's not, it's like you're trying to, how can well, I the, you know, you're trying sand. to, put, you're trying to sand my head off, but I'm yeah. just like, whoop. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's jello. It's, it's like a wet noodle, like jello. Yeah. It's a wet yeah. noodle. It's going to destroy your sandpaper. So even yep. if you do start to sand it within two seconds, you're not going to be sanding. You're going to be. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be hydroplaning. It basically slides. Yeah. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't do anything. It doesn't it's all bite. Stuck to the paper. Your paper's garbage. Yeah. And then, okay, you finally waste your time sanding this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Buff it. Good luck. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You're, you're going to have to buff completely differently. It's going to take way longer. Yeah. It's not going to look as good. And come back in a month. Yeah. It's going to shrink back. Yeah. That's another thing that we, you know, it's no really shade. Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Like no shade to other shops, but shade to other shops. They're cool with, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it'll, it shrinks back. It's a body shop. What do you expect? Yeah. No, I expect good work. I expect it not to shrink back like that. So yeah. I'm going to make sure that that's one of the things we always tell our customers. We don't really get a questions nowadays, but it used to be a whole thing back in the old days of like, oh, you got your car back from the body shop. Make sure you don't wash it for a month. No, wash yeah. your, we wash your car. You yeah. know, we, yeah, we wash your car. Yeah, now, we went through the process. We cured that paint. We cured yeah. that paint. That's yeah. another important thing of why, oh, how come my, my car has these swirls all of a sudden? Well, because, okay, I sanded and buffed it real good. The mm -hmm. paint was, wasn't fully dry. So yeah. when it dries by itself in a month or, you know, if it's sunny, you know, yeah. Yeah. Quicker than that, those are going to show up. Whether they yeah. were, what, you could make it look perfect. But yeah. if it's not dry, they're right. going to show back up. They're going to show that's back another, up. That's another reason, like where we were talking about earlier, of the mis uh, mis not misconceptions, but yeah, misconceptions about kind body shop. Just understanding a little bit, you know, yeah, kind of like, just. Yeah, you go to a body shop, you're going to have the swirls. Well, that's because a lot of people are not curing your paint, you know. Yeah. They're trying to bake it just enough so that it's dry, quote unquote, right. so they can get it out and put the next thing in there. It's like. Right. You're wasting your time and you're compromising Correct. quality, you know? Yeah. It's a lot to think about, you know what I mean? Because like, let's just say like hypothetically, like, you know, it's, it's never, it's never convenient. Like, you you know, like you're talking about, like when these customers come to a body shop, they're already upset because the car's crashed and they got to buy a rental car and all this stuff. They got to wait months or weeks or whatever, and then they got to spend money, um, you know? And so there, it can be very difficult. Like imagine for a moment, if you guys were to actually just like, hold on to every car and like make like wait like this time capsule until they're like perfectly ready like here's this time capsule okay mr customer you can't pick up your car now it's been you know it's been baking now for 120 minutes right like this is the time to pick up the car you guys be out of business right yeah. like you you know what i mean you can't do that it's a, there's a sense of and this is what i just call reality right it's just reality that sometimes things are it's just that's the way it is you know paint's always moving around right i mean truth be told you sand above the car you guys do it the right way a year passes guess what that paint's still going to shrink a little bit it's still going to move around a little yeah, bit no, not hopefully like you yeah, know it's well, not well. correct like you're saying it's not like gonna all of a sudden you know like look like there's absolutely no gloss like if yeah. but you guys are kind of following a set of standards that you've put into action that you see deliver good results Right? Absolutely. Yeah. These processes and procedures that you've implemented into the business have worked for you, right? And yeah. and you've learned by doing, right? You do this stuff every day. And it's kind of like, okay, that works. That doesn't look good. Don't don't do that. Hey, that's acceptable. Customers happy. We made money. All right. Let's 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 keep going down that road, you know? And it's it's just difficult. And I I personally I was telling your brother today that I want to learn, you know, I um through the restoration project on my Honda Civic. I want to spend a little bit more time with your dad. Um, and, you know, when, he, you know, I, your, your dad's kind of half retired, but still he's in, he's out, yeah, he's, he's kind of around, you know, like he, he, his heart is in it. So you don't just oh, have yeah. to turn that switch off. Right. Um, he has, I, did you hear that quote directly from him? Cause that's exactly what he says every time. He's like, I can't just turn it off. I've been working my whole life. 
No, I talked to him a little bit about it when when uh, we dropped the Civic off. You know what I mean? Because I, I I have a lot of respect for your dad because he's a you know what I mean he's an entrepreneur, he's a businessman, and he's you know he's ran and operated a successful business for many decades. And twenty years that should be something to you know uh, praise and reward. Like hey, you know, good job because it's like you know he's paid his dues, right? Yeah, and, like everyone says. Everyone will say like, oh, my dad is the hardest working guy I've ever met. Everyone's going to say that, but not everyone is truthful about it. I'm right. like, I say that and I'm, there's zero like, oh, just because he's my dad. No, I've, I've seen it. Like, I've never seen someone work as hard as him. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, like I was mentioning earlier, I'm not trying to be sore every single day, stuff like that, but he sure. did that because he knew like, this is going to be for my family, you know, yeah. my wife, my kids, yeah. it's going to yeah. be their future generations. And because of his hard work, yeah. me and my brother are, you know, we, we are yeah. uh, actively every day running a successful business because of yeah. the strong foundation that he, he set. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He laid the framework built, you know what I mean? And it, I, I think it's, it's a cool story, you know? And I mean, He's driven by details. We talk about the stories behind the shine, and I just think it's really cool. And I, you know, Kilmer was the one to really influence, you know, he, Jason's been saying this for a long time about how, like, you know, there's, as we mentioned when the podcast started about, you know, kind of bringing the body shop technicians and the detail technicians together more frequently because there's something that there's, the, you know, there's a takeaway. Everybody knows something that you don't. And and if you have an open mind to 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 go and sit with these people and and have, you know, maybe uncomfortable conversations or difficult conversations, maybe not always difficult, maybe, but you can learn something, you know. And so, talking to your dad last week about it, you know, I want to document more of the restoration project on the Civic, and and I was explaining it to your dad and your brother Johnny that like, you know, I'm good with paint, and I understand paint. You know, I'm a little foggy on from the substrate up to the paint, you know, because I haven't had enough time doing prep work and I have enough time doing that stuff. Like, yeah, I've seen it for many years, but I haven't done it, you know. And so for myself, like kind of one of my own personal goals over the next couple of years is to just have a deeper understanding of kind of what takes place before we actually get to paint work. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just going to help further, you know, um, give me a little bit more deeper understanding of what's actually happening. Like I understand it, but yeah, you yeah. Know, there's still a deeper understanding to yeah, it. Yeah. Kind of like that aha moment, like, Oh, okay. I, um, I did this yeah. step now. Right. And so I, I just, I want to be a little bit more involved with this project and it's really just similar to you, how you went down the rabbit hole on this quest, right? You watched all these videos it consumed you. I want this type of stuff to consume me a little bit more just so I can have more education about it. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and I, I think we're always learning. And like you had even just mentioned, right? Things are always changing, right? Yeah. Paint systems change, tools change, substrates change. So there's this constant evolution of change where you need to be, you know, um, a little bit more on your P's and Q's. You're, you're a little bit kind of um, thinking ahead, progressive, right? And I think that that's what happens a lot in this industry. And I, I think that it's tough. I mean, a lot of these other shops that operate like they were operating 30 years ago, it can be very difficult for them to yeah. to remain in business today and to remain profitable. You know, I, I recently had, um, there's a, a young man, I think he's in his later 20s or early 30s. He lives 
in my neighborhood and he walks his dog you know uh every night and he walks past the shop and when i got the door open you know um this is a while back i, I think it was the springtime he stopped to talk to me he's like you know i always see you out here you know polishing cars and all this stuff and so we stopped to, to talk and he he actually at, at a young age he owned a body shop i don't mm -hmm. i don't know where it was at or all this stuff but I, he yeah. went on to tell me the horror stories of of being in business of of you know um he just it, ridiculous amount of labor hours right like yeah. car gets involved in collision right you got to source parts right you need to disassemble vehicle you need to assess the damage you need to source parts quick you need to have the labor there to break it down you need to get the parts in quick you know like you got to move and so like when what happens is if you can't move quick time is money right and so Literally. yeah i mean he had a big problem where he couldn't he, he couldn't staff the people and then he ended up having to do a lot of the work himself without the skills to know how to do it so mm -hmm. like everything he's doing he's researching it so your labor hours just get like quantified exponentially where it's just like yeah i'm not making any money yeah. right now i'm just doing this as a hobby right yeah. and then when i get paid for the job i'm actually still in the red yeah yeah you know what yeah. i mean that that's another thing of uh like what you're talking about with um the things changing that was one of the obviously i wasn't there 40 years ago you know i'm only 25 sure. but i still was able to see and hear from my dad of like the way things have changed over time like yeah uh there used to be a lot more i hope i'm not i always doubt my own i i hope i'm not gaslighting myself but yeah it used to be <laughs> i love I, it I, I do it a lot i'm like wait a minute i literally saw this but did i see this uh labor was a lot more um it's cheap like you get a, you get um yeah labor was cheaper like you you get a door you got a hit door most of the time, all right, body work on that door. Nowadays, vast majority of the time, it's like, all right, cool. Let's see if we can get a door. You know, yeah. things changed in that way of like, there's a lot more of the ordering parts. There's a lot more of that. Like, obviously, we're still a body shop. Like, we, we will do body work. <laughs> like, we, yeah, we do of course. all the time. Right. But uh, much of the time, it's, all right. Like, for example, a buddy of mine. He um he he had gone to a mechanic shop, and they left his hood open. I at least this is my understanding of what happened. They left his hood open while they raised it up on the lift, and sure. it hit the it hit the ceiling. It crushed okay. the thing. And this sure. is this also actually kind of ties into the education part because yeah, he had never ever had an experience with a body shop. Right. And right. Uh, when I say my buddy, I mean like he's probably like more your age. Sure. Uh, he he hits me up. He's like, man. Uh, you know, I got this damage on my hood. It was an F-150 mm -hmm. and nothing too crazy. It's just, it's sure. a corner. It's a corner yeah. of a, hood, you know, Yeah. and to, to mention about the education, he was like, uh, can you guys fix this? I'm like, of course we could fix this, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, are you guys going to make it look like it didn't get hit? And I'm like, yeah, you know? And he's like, yeah, I just want to make sure before I, I send it to you guys, like you guys can make it look like it didn't happen. Right. Like you guys can fix this. And I'm like, Yes, brother. We do body yes. work. That yes. is what body work is. Yeah. And he's like, oh, should I get a new hood? I'm like, if you want to, yeah. You know, talk to Johnny. Talk yeah. to Priscilla. Do your yeah. thing. You know, whatever yeah. you want to do, you're the customer. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. You want yeah. a new hood? You get a new hood. But yeah, that's what we do here. We make right. things look like it didn't get it didn't get hit. It, it didn't um, happen. Yeah. Why am I mentioning this? I'm trying to remember. Uh, you got all excited. Was, 
I don't know. Why, why were you mentioning it? There was the education. Technology, things change. Education, right? Things change. Like we were talking yeah. about why things change. Yeah. So know. this is a, this is a corner of a hood. You know, this mm-hmm. is a small area. Uh, but back in the old days, they would probably still do body work on a, like if the whole, you know, half the hood was crushed. Whereas nowadays, if it was any bigger than what it was, it would probably be like, yeah, dude, just order the hood. You know, yeah. parts, parts, I, I, again, I hope I'm saying this right. Parts were much more uh, back in the day and labor was much cheaper. Now, labor's higher. And I mean, labor's parts, higher. And parts still aren't cheap. You know, parts are still parts still aren't cheap. Well, you know, the thing that, that freaks me out, too, is, I mean, you know, when I when I was working for S&S, we sold a lot of disco fasteners and Avico stuff. So I'm I'm pretty savvy with, you know, the, the push pins and the retainers and all that stuff. But like mm-hmm. there's so much technology packed in these cars now. It's like, you know, like if you were to go back, like, like, let's just say, you know, 25 years ago, right? So let's go into the mid nineties. You know what I mean? You had big cars, you know, a lot of, not a lot less tech, no, no cameras, yeah. a lot less wiring. You know what I mean? So like, actually like the deconstruction of the cars should, should be less work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. there was like now to break down a collision job and actually assess the damage. I think it's more technical and there's more labor hours involved with the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, at least it seems Dude. that way for me looking in, like I would much rather take apart like a like a early 90s caprice than you know like a 2021 you know toyota right like, dude i mean the example i could think of was literally today hyundai tucson it's not even like a brand new one i i can't remember it's what still it, newer it's a newer era of probably vehicle. like 2016 2018 something like that like not that new but like you know not old either right and my brother this is uh this is one of the the exceptions of like like parts are still expensive brother mm-hmm. one door i want to say like 1700 bucks how about Seven, that just just for the door that this is not painted installed or anything like that. this is for us and i to hope i the door this is for us to receive a door to yeah. then put on yeah. you know paint yeah. it all that stuff yeah yeah just by itself so yeah uh that's I mean, another, whatever the number is, whatever the number is, it was yeah, obviously another, substantially more than you would be used to be paying for what a yeah. door should probably cost. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's, it also plays into the education of like <gasps> people, uh, this, most customers aren't like this, but every once in a while you'll get a customer like, Oh, wow. Uh, however many thousands of dollars. Oh, uh, what can you take off that? It's like, not really much, ma'am. Here's yeah. how much your parts cost. <laughs> That's we're not getting that money. That's, yeah. Your parts, are, a headlight for a BMW is two grand, you know, stuff like that. It's yeah, yeah, and that's and that's where it goes back to education. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, as we get close to wrapping up the podcast here, I mean, it's tough to write like we how we buy things and how we make decisions, right? Because it's like, let's just hypothetically say you buy you're buying new BMW and it's eighty five thousand dollars, right? You might not like to pay the eighty five thousand dollars, but that they pay. They buy it. They're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm buying this car, right? But they're kind of unaware of how much, like, or maybe not unaware, but a little maybe disconnected from reality, like, especially when the car gets involved in a collision, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, and everything's more money, right? The car costs more money. Car costs more money. The insurance costs more money. The fuel costs more money, right? Maintenance parts are more money. So, like, now yeah. you get into this collision aspect or this detailing aspect or this accessory aspect. And then they expect this this super discount. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Every other part of the vehicle is like is way more expensive. So, w- w- 
what is this? You know, so it's I think like having those conversations. It's it's and I'm sure you've witnessed this at the body shop. It's kind of like customers coming kind of like almost coming to terms with reality, like in front of you, you know, like you're watching them process this stuff where you're like, where you almost feel bad for them. But like, you're just like, sorry, this is, I'm just telling you what it is. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? And it's especially like, me. Yeah, yeah. Especially me. Like I'm not generally the person, like if it comes to a, uh, Hey, something sand and buff, whatever stuff like that, I'll, I'll discuss with them because I'm doing that the most. But when it comes to like writing estimates, doing all the stuff up front, I'm yeah. really glad I'm not the person to do that because I'm a guy who feels bad. I'm a guy yeah. who like – You have empathy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm empathetic to people. You know, yeah. like yeah. my friend, like I said, I, I buffed my, my friend's car the other day. Yeah. She was a very, very, very close friend. I gave yeah. her a killer deal. Yeah. And still telling her the price when she was like, you know, how much – I. Like, yeah, you're still like for a beyond killer deal. There was still yeah. a part of me. It's like, you're going to charge her money. And it's like, yeah, yes, yeah. I am. We don't need yeah. friendship. We got it. We need money. Yeah, we, we, I love it. We don't need friendship. It's great, dude. I mean, it's, but it's, it's truth. I mean, it's so it's, that's why in the business you have the departments like, Hey, go see Johnny, go see Priscilla. They'll take your yes. money. Like, let yes. me just, let me paint the car. <laughs> let me back here. I'm going to paint. I'm going to polish the car. We'll call it good. You know what I mean? And so dude, okay. it's a, it's an interesting business and it, there's a, definitely a need for it and demand. And I, you know, I, I, it's, uh, it's cool. You know, I'm really excited to, I'm really happy that I have this longevity with your family and, you know, through different aspects of my professional career and we, we still, you. Hey man, you know what? It's, it goes both ways. And, and I mean, really, like I said, it's, it's hard to find people that care. I mean, they're out there. Right. Yeah, but a lot of people are out there just waiting to smash you over the head and take your money. <laughs> and, and I'm not one of those guys, you know, and I, and I tell people that I'm like, look, I might not be the cheapest guy in the block, but I'm honest. And I'll tell you, yes. I'll tell you the truth, whether you want it, whether you like what I tell you or not, it's yeah. the truth. And it's coming from a place of, of professionalism and excellence and respect. Like, you know what Absolutely. I mean? If you don't want to pay me, that's fine. You know what I mean? Because I get that a lot. Guys are like, hey, I see the work that you do, you know, and I don't need that. And then I'll be like, well, then why did you call me? Yes. Like, so what? So wait, you don't need what I can do? Then why? Like, you know what I mean? Then why are you here? I mean, I, I feel like this year I've deferred more work away than I've actually taken in. And I've, I'm blessed because I serviced all the car washes. I serviced all the detail shops. I know everybody regionally here. So like if somebody's looking for cheap work, I'm like, uh, where are you at? Oh, okay. Oh, you're over in this. Okay. Yeah. Go see, go see Jose over here or go see Carlos at this place or go see so-and-so or, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, I can't, and I, I'll leave it with this. And I've said this before, I'm not going to adjust my ethics to meet your budget. And I think that's a really great way to stand. And, and people listen to this podcast. I mean, like, you and I have a lot in common, right? We're and and we want to do the right thing. And sometimes doing the right thing is is it, I don't want to say it's hard, but it can be hard to hear the other person's response, right? It's not hard to do the right thing, but um, you know, in those moments, I I think that I would rather be honest with somebody up front and then then try to sell them on something that they don't need. Yeah, sell them. You know what I mean? And and it, and it's just it's doing the right thing, right? And Absolutely. I know that, and I think that, like, when people are, you know, just like in the body walk, body shop world, the the detailing world, people are still expecting to pay prices from twenty years ago, right? Mm -hmm. They want an inside and exterior. They want the in, inside detailed and the exterior detailed for under two hundred dollars, and it's just like, 
I'm like, man, the, the pair of jeans that you're wearing are over $200 and your shoes are 150 bucks. And you want me to, to rub on this thing for a day for $200? Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry, not going to do it. So, I yeah. mean, I, I think, I think we need to have like a, you know, um, a kind of a part B um, or a, a second part to this podcast um, later, it, later in the year, uh, mostly because I'm, you know, you guys haven't even really kicked off the Honda project yet, but I'm yeah. like, I'm excited and nervous and scared and like all these things about the Honda, um, just because it's like, I, it's something I should be doing, but it's maybe not the best area to put my money. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that like it means something to me and it's a yeah. big part of my life and it and it's a very symbolic thing so i'm gonna do it anyways right yes that's um, what I do. right i'm gonna do it anyways because that's this is this is what i do this is my life i live breathe and eat this stuff every day of my life so i think maybe it'd be cool um as kind of quarter one gets underway for 2024 and i have some more content on the project and stuff like that i'm going to be seeing you guys a lot more frequently throughout the winter so maybe we'll grab some short clips um you know uh, of the of the restoration project and then maybe you know maybe midway through or maybe later you know closer to completion we should definitely have you back on um you know to talk a little bit more about the work that actually went into the honda right um, I, I love this stuff, Nico, because, you know, and I know you guys do too. And that's really why I wanted to have you on the podcast was because I wanted you to have a little bit of time to share your passion and to talk about this kind of, I feel like it's behind the scenes, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like we, you know, we're, we're informed, but like talking to the actual technician that's doing the stuff is a little bit better way to kind of hear it from the horse's mouth, if you will. Right. Absolutely. And like, yeah, I'm excited to come on again. Cause I'm like beforehand i was like oh man like i've never been on a podcast i'm like oh man i hope i i can talk about everything and it's like now i'm like oh wow there's a lot more i want to talk about that i that i'm excited well, and that's and that's know? great and that's usually how it goes i mean and that's you know and that's why when when i with with the driven by details podcast it was really about just kind of telling stories and i think when we go back and we tell stories about certain things you know the um the and, and i've mentioned this yeah, i mentioned to you before we started you know you start to find these relative parts that somebody has experienced right like oh i experienced that oh i remember what that was like and it, it just becomes now it becomes familiar and relatable and people are generally like okay i get that and so i i think by all of us kind of just openly talking about the things that we experience day to day you know it's not always pretty it's not always pleasant it's not always fun but it's just it's what we do and my hope is that you know we can bring people together and level up the industry. I mean, really it's, it's, and big change happens small, right? So it's not like, like you or I are going to change the industry, right? But talking about it, You're it. is right. A talking, at least having the conversation about these things is one step closer to making positive change. And that's, Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, that's really, that's really it. You know, I mean, driven by details, the stories behind the shine, because, you know, my career in automotive is, is it's still, Maybe not in its infancy, but, you know, I still got a lot of, I got a lot of time ahead of me to yeah, be in yeah. this field. You know what I mean? And so I want to go back in time and, and connect with guys like you. Like, I'm grateful for these relationships that I've built that's taken me decades, you know, to do. And here we are, you know, just kind of just talking about the stuff that we do every day. Yeah. And I, I hope that our audience uh, can benefit from that. So, Nico, I really thank you for 
for your time today, brother. You know, we're going to be seeing a lot more of, um, of you guys in M&B Auto Body, um, you know, especially over the next three months that, I, you know, you guys are working on my car. I mean, it might take longer. And I don't, I don't even care if it takes six months, takes a, I mean, whatever, however long it ends up taking, it doesn't matter. That's not even the thing. So through this restoration project, um, especially on my social media page on uh, Matt's Wax and Driven by Details, there'll be definitely a lot more. Uh, pictures, short clips, you know, just of the progress of this car because um, it means a lot to me. You guys mean a lot to me, and um, I really, uh, I'm, I'm excited because this is going to, uh, uh, this is the last official Driven by Details podcast of 2023, um, and I'm glad I was able to to carve out some of the time to do this with you today, Nico. So, uh, anything? So, I guess here. This is what I want to tell you before we sign off today. If anybody wants to check you guys out or check you out, uh, do you want to share anything with us? Uh, you know, if I can put it in the links, I mean, it's MV Auto Body and Sales, Schiller Park. You said yeah, that. Yeah, MV Auto Body and Sales in Schiller Park. Our Instagram is MV Auto Body. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. We're in we're in Schiller Park, Illinois. There's another MNV completely unrelated to us in Palatine. That's not yeah. us. You wouldn't believe yeah. how many times we get parts. Hey, we got a part here for you. Yeah. We don't have this car here. But yeah, yeah. no. MNV Auto Body and Sales in Schiller Park. Yeah. MV Auto Body on Instagram. Yeah. And uh I'll yeah. make sure I put it in the uh in the plugs in uh, all the description on the podcast. So um thank you for your time, brother. Go enjoy some the evening with your wife and I know I'll see you soon, okay? For sure. I appreciate you uh, having me on. God bless. And uh, can't wait to see it again. You got it, brother. See ya. Uh, See ya, brother.